Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Junior, and today is day 72 of our 100 piece challenge. Even saying 72, it feels like we've come so far, doesn't it? I don't want to get myself into a predicament by saying this, but I feel healthier. I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit happier. I feel a little bit more consistent in my routine, my routine. But we'll get to that when we get to the end. Day 99. We'll talk about that then. You better believe it. Because today we pulled real men and I started thinking how everything moves forward. But you can't judge anything by where they were at the time. For example, something that may seem really cringe now, like a comedy show or a television show or even a joke or a song, something that was a marker, a cultural marker, can seem so cringe now and so wildly unwoke, quote unquote, when in fact, at the time, because culture and society were different, it was actually really progressive. And so time moves forward in that way. We evolve, we as a people evolve, we as a society, as a culture, the dialogue changes and we grow and we learn, which is why when we pull a song like Real Men, it feels to me, I work with teenagers and so I'm part of, or I'm observant to a dialogue that is happening like a societal dialogue it's not happening with words though it's happening with i mean it is happening with labels and words but it's not specifically a dialogue that's happening like let's talk about this no it's just a societal shift and so i'm witness to it and so when i pull a song like real men i'm like ooh, (laughs) what is a real man what makes a real man and anyway isn't it men who have destroyed the world quote unquote destroyed the world quote unquote destroyed quote unquote men isn't it quote unquote men quote unquote who have destroyed quote unquote the world quote unquote because without this masculine thing without this uh male tendency towards violence this predominantly male tendency towards violence obviously everything i'm saying here is incendiary but please just hear me out and i'm talking about the united states of america predominantly where there's a mass shooting every day if not more than one And the statistic, by the way, is that 98% of the mass shootings that happen are by men. 98% of the perpetrators are male. There's an article that you can read on NPR.org why nearly all mass shooters are men. And the takeaway from that article that I want to bring to the table is this quote, men are just generally more violent, said the group's president. They're talking about the Violence Project group. Said the group's president, Jillian Peterson, a forensic psychologist and professor of criminology and criminal justice at Hamline University. There are many theories as to why that is. As NPR has reported, researchers say that men, more than women, tend to externalize their problems and look for others to blame, which can translate into anger and violence. And when women do choose violence, guns are not typically their weapon of choice. So they also bring up this really um, interesting point which is that if men vastly outnumber women as mass shooters, those perpetrators are often a model for the next male shooters who, quote, see themselves in them. A phenomenon that she has noted is particularly true among young white men. Violence Project data shows that white men are disproportionately responsible for mass shootings more than any other group. That does not come as a surprise. We read the news. We see the images. That's not a surprise. But what's interesting is that If you look at 
models, what it is, like what people are modeling to you. And like even you as a probably either a woman or a gay man, probably, if you're a Tori Amos fan, that's the statistical normality in our community. If you look at it to even who your mentors are, anything that you do, not anything and not everything, but key things, key defining factors I think you can trace back to someone, someone you looked up to, someone who showed you a path, someone who helped you navigate your career, for example, like this is how you do this, or someone that you just admire their work and so you want to be more like them, their work ethic, their style, anything like that. People look up to others. People follow a path that has been carved out for them. It's called blazing a trail for a reason the glass ceiling, etc. So we know that we do that. We know that we look to people before us to kind of model a path, right? It's mentorship. It is the idea of mentorship. So the point that she's making that these violent perpetrators being men, being predominantly white men, it's actually a modeled behavior for other white men feeling the echoes or the beginnings of those feelings, feeling marginalized themselves, feeling left out, feeling angry. And then they see these other men doing it, these other men that look like them or expressing their anger in that way. And it is a natural human response to model behavior. Yes, there's a lot broken in the way between feeling that way, seeing the behavior and then repeating the behavior. There's a lot broken there. And that little area is, I think, what can be fixed, <laughs> like obviously needs to be fixed. That little area, though, is what needs to be concentrated on is the idea of how we get from feeling broken and learning which behaviors not to model. Obviously, also, we need to fix the feeling broken. Obviously, also, we need to address it from a young age. We need to address healthy ways to express your anger, healthy ways to express what's the word I'm looking for, your sort of uh, human isolation the fact that we all feel shitty sometimes, the fact that we all feel completely, completely and utterly alone sometimes, and that's okay. That's part of the human experience. And these, I don't know if it stems from always getting what the fuck you want always as a cis white het man, like really having no obstacles in this world that you then, the moment something you want is not handed to you or you're not able to achieve what you want. You don't have the coping skills because you haven't had to your whole life figure that area of your psyche out. Like a person of color has to figure out, like a woman has to figure out, like a gay or trans or non-binary child, teen has to figure out that you're not always going to be understood, that you're not always going to be the majority, that you're not always going to get exactly what you want. We learn that from a very young age. By hiding in the shadows, you learn that you're not getting what you want. You learn that you're not able to express yourself. And so I get, I understand, and I don't mean I get it like identify with it, but I understand the impulse like intellectually. Okay, so because of modeled behavior. So then I was, I was doing a little, you know, a little of my own uh, internet research, cigar, cigar. And I discovered that Sweden, now hear me out, Sweden has the highest quality of life 
in all of the world. <laughs> it's true. I just Googled ways that Sweden is better than everybody else, and this came up. Sweden performs well because of the country's focus on environmental issues, civic engagement, education, health and well-being, personal safety, and having a good work-life balance, themes common in Scandinavian countries. And it said that from Global Citizen Solutions, Sweden ranks as the best country for quality of life. And I, I had that knowledge for some reason. I knew somehow I it must have been like a caveat or like a footnote in an article somewhere because I knew that Sweden was better than everybody. And then I found this. Sweden has been named one of the most sustainable countries in the world thanks to the way they promote personal health as well as care of the environment. The nation leads in recycling and purchase of organic foods by its citizens and the government announced an ambitious plan to be completely oil-free by 2020. Well, that came out in 2015 and it would be interesting to find out if they accomplished an oil free country by 2020. We'll find out. But in my internet research, I looked that up because I found out that Sweden had a 10-year plan to combat violence, men's male violence against women. We pulled real men. Is Did I mention that? We pulled real men? Yes. This is why I'm even on this train of thought because I wake up very early in the morning and every day there's some mass shooting that has happened the night before and we are we don't we don't care. It sucks. We just don't care. And we can't pretend that we do. And we can have pundits and everybody talking about whatever. We just don't care. We don't care. And the reason we don't care is because the victims are predominantly marginalized people. We do not care. It's unfortunate. But we're calling a spade a spade. I'm not saying we shouldn't care. I'm just saying that we don't. Not you. Not me. The, the United States of America doesn't care. The white men in charge do not care. They don't care. They just don't care. It's just talk. It's just chatter. It's just noise because nothing gets done. So unfortunately, but fortunately in some ways, I guess, but unfortunately, we have to take matters into our own hands. And the only way that I know how to do that is like through education is through that we have this. Uh, I work for an organization. It's a high school. It's a youth and community drop in center. And we work with teens I work on the teen side mostly, and there's this program called Journey, which is a which is teen boys mentoring other boys. They meet weekly, and it's just like sort of a chit chat session. As I've never been in there, I've never I you know in the five years that I've been at this org, I don't think I've ever sat in on a Journey class, and I'm I should change that. However, as I understand it, there's just a group of teenage boys who build friendship, learn coping skills, learn strategies to avoid behaviors that can be seen as acting out behaviors and to avoid impulsive behaviors to avoid acting out out of impulse out of negative impulse because there was a study done in 2015 to 2017 there was a, a study done specifically in after school centers specifically in community centers and churches not schools specifically of teenage boys in pittsburgh this was a long time ago they did a study in these locations of teenage boys and their tendency towards violence against women or violent thoughts or angry thoughts against women, girls in their life. And also part of that study was if these teenage boys, it was specifically for teenage boys, if they had seen modeled violence against women, like if their father had been abusive or if their friends had been abusive but the questions were asked in a specific way and it came back the study came back with it was like double like if you'd seen modeled violence which sounds it sounds like obvious right but if you'd seen modeled violence against women you then were 
almost double percent likely to commit violent acts towards women or to have violent thoughts against women. And so they did that study. That's not, and oh, and it wasn't fathers. It was specifically your friends. It was if you had seen your friends act out in an abusive way towards a date or talk in an abusive manner about their dates that you as a teenage boy were more likely to engage in that type of behavior, that type of abusive language or dialogue or thought process than if you hadn't seen that modeled. So it goes back to mentorship. And so Journey, which is this program where I work, falls under the mentorship umbrella. There's a whole mentorship program. And so this falls under that. And it's interesting also to note that February, along with Valentine's Day, which we just all lived through, I hope you survived, but Valentine's Day comes, and it's also important to remember, February is also National Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, that they chose February, whoever <laughs> creates these things, chose February for probably a specific reason, right? Valentine's Day. I heard this sad story from these girls in my sound design class <laughs> yesterday. I, you know, we regularly, because ch- I'm young, you know, I'm very young, at least in spirit. And I check in with them. You know, I feel like I'm part of the, t- and they do tell me openly, I think, things that they wouldn't tell other people. But... This one kid was telling me all the cheese in her high school and how this one girl received this like enormous bouquet of roses and like candy or something had received this um, had received this gift from somebody and this person had asked her out and she had to carry around this like it was a teddy bear I think she had to carry around this big teddy bear and these roses all day but of course she did because who wouldn't who wouldn't want to like us you know just slightly brag like oh me so she's carrying around these roses and this uh teddy bear I think and people are asking her like where'd you get that who got who got that for you and then she was not into the guy who had gotten her the stuff so she was talking shit about him all day that he had asked her out he'd given her all these nice things and the team that I was taught that I was working with her was like that's in my class was telling me like it really sucked because he bought her all of these things and she accepted these gifts and then she went and talked shit about him all day like oh i'm not really into him i'm not really into him but not telling him that and a i think that's teenage behavior and we can all sort of identify with like damn that really really sucks but also the feelings that that kid's gonna feel if and when he finds that out that she was talking shit about him or making fun of him all day, that's really, really fucked up. That's just really fucked up. But the feelings he's gonna feel, now that's where Journey comes in and that's where it gives them a platform to talk about these things, to tell me how you feel, tell me what pissed you off and what can we do then to model better behaviors or to process that anger rather how can we process that anger i get that you're pissed off i get that you're hurt and how can we process that in a healthy way because these feelings aren't going to go away these behaviors aren't going to go away teenage people teenage children are the worst they really are some of them are really cool but some of them are really shitty some of them are assholes they're just assholes you think i'm 40 that's what one of them said to me i was 40 how dare you I stormed out of class. Teenage people are awful, and that's not going to change. Kid, we, we process things as a species, as a human, in a, just a not positive way in a lot of instances. So back to this study that Sweden's, or back to this 
program or our, like what this plan that Sweden has because they're better than everybody else. And I'm not saying that facetiously. They are. Sweden's work to combat men's violence against women. Stopping men's violence against women is a priority issue for the Swedish government. In 2016, a 10-year national strategy to prevent and counter men's violence against women was adopted. The strategy applies to the period 2017 to 2026 and particularly emphasizes preventative measures. The strategy's four objectives are... So, so basically, it's a national strategy to stop and violence against women. The strategy's first objectives are increased and effective prevention efforts against violence, improved detection of violence, and stronger protection for and support to women and children subjected to violence, more effective law enforcement, and improved knowledge and methodological development. And this was interesting to me. A regulation has been introduced into the Swedish Social Services Act stipulating that social welfare committees must work to help people who have subjected close relatives to violence or other abuses to change their behavior. And that is phenomenal. That's what we're not doing. Like that little thing. They must, any social service must work to help people who have subjected others to violence, not to help the people Obviously, they have adopted measures to help the people who have been had violence perpetrated onto them, but the people who have also subjected others to violence. There's there's measures there because we are not all inherently evil because we are all human beings. We are all human. And so if you've learned a model like to show compassion is really difficult sometimes. But if you've learned a model or been reinforced in a positive way that it's okay to exhibit that kind of behavior, to exhibit a violent behavior, and then you get to go laugh about it with your friends and your friends kind of cheer you on, you know, somehow endorse that behavior, then it's going to be something that you continue to model because you, everybody wants their friends to like them. Everybody wants to have friends. It just, everybody wants to be like the person that they saw, their father, their whatever, their uncle, the men in power in the United States of America taking rights away from everybody. Everybody wants to be like these people, right? God, these ugly people. They're ugly. I'm sorry. I don't usually talk about people's faces, but these men are ugly. I think that's why they banned abortion <laughs> federally. is because they knew no one would want to carry their children to term. Anyway, the point is, it's about prevention. The point is, it's about conversation. But it, it's, I think, I think this country... The United States of America, specifically, whether or not you're listening from here, I think this country's a wash. Like, let's just burn it, to, burn it to the ground and start again. And then let's get Sweden's model, please. I want to be like Sweden. I want to look to people who are better than me, like Swedish people, like the Swedes. I want to be like the Swedish. I want our country to be like the Swedish. I want to adopt a violence against women plan because inherently in a violence against women plan is it's it's not specifically male violence against women in my opinion but yes it's also violence against trans women it's also violence against trans men it's also violence against gay men it's also violence against brown people black people it's also violence against children it's it's violence against people in positions that are typically seen as powerless when confronted or when facing a straight man you know so that's my thought, and it's interesting that we pulled real men on Valentine's Day, or the day after Valentine's Day, rather. <laughs> Time. Wink. So, anyway, I hope you're well. I will talk to you tomorrow. I don't know how this affects our challenge at all, except to say that, like, don't be a fucking asshole. How about that? How about this challenge is all about centering yourself so that you can model better behavior for others and not be a fucking dick? How about that? I fucking hate people. <laughs>
I hate these people, but I'm not going to kill them. I'm not going to shoot them because I have better models in my life. My dad never shot anybody. I never see my, I've seen my dad. I don't think I've ever seen my dad beat up anybody. I've seen him protect people. I've had better models in my life. Not that a life of crime or violence would necessarily suit me. A, I don't run very fast. B, I have very delicate hands. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to touch my hands. They're very delicate. I have a mental labor person's hands. You know, like not in a manual labor kind of way, but like a <laughs> emotional labor. I have an emotional laborer's hands. I do the emotional work and my hands stay very soft. In fact, I burned my hands. I tell you, I burned my hand. I burned my hand making my swordfish two days ago. Oh, I, ma I made Arctic char yesterday. I'm telling you, I am killing it. I am slaying this fish game. This Arctic char that I made, phenomenal. <laughs> I'll give you the recipe if you want it. I just kind of made it up in the kitchen, you know? I just made it up because that's the kind of person that I am. I've, I've watched people model kitchen behaviors that I want to model, and that's who I became. I didn't become a fighter. I became an eater and a cooker and a lover. Anyway, I hope you're well. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>